0: Welcome to
1: Your Pursuit of Happiness, the podcast for people working in the Irish fintech and financial services industry. Let's get started.
0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast, Your Pursuit of Happiness. I'm Laura. I'm Paul. Today, we're delighted to have Mikael Vizak from Fintech Circle join us. Hi, Mikael. It's very nice to have you. Hello. Thank you for having me. No problem. Do you mind if we kick it off? Would you mind telling us a little bit about Fintech Circle and what you guys do? <laughs> Yes, certainly. Um, so, my role of FinTech Circle is Head of Partnerships. We as a business were founded by Susan Hichdi, one of the FinTech influencers uh, back in 2014. And the reason was that, you know, after several years of uh, her career in London, um, she realized there is a potential um, for, for FinTech and Especially in the in the area where you know founders fintech companies were struggling, and that's you know to find uh, seed funding, so that sort of initial initial stage. So she went on uh, basically creating the first angel investment network solely focused on, on fintech, and we've been running that now um, for for almost four years, very successfully. So we have a group of private investors more, more than 70 we run um, three to four cohorts a year um, where we present uh, seven to eight startups uh, selected startups to, to our investors um, who, you know who, who invest um, so invested so far into more than 30 startups and over, yeah almost four years we had three successful exits so it's a very good Deal flow. So basically, any, any startups and fintech startups um, can apply. Um, we just uh, closed an uh, you know, application for this cohort, but we'll be opening up another one um, in Q1 next year. Um, so, on the back of the, uh, you know, the Angel Investment Network, we created two business units. Uh, the first business unit is uh, leadership education, really focused on, on fintech. And digital transformation and enterprise innovation. Um, so we have, uh, you know, trained a number of board level, C level people from mostly incumbent financial institutions, say across EMEA, uh, Although, you know, our focus is is mostly on, on the UK. Um, and during this you know, fintech masterclasses, uh, we help the executives to go really in-depth uh, when it comes to understanding FinTech, the competitive landscape, the, the business models, um, and how this is all so affecting their, their existing business. Um, we also you know, run specific you know, masterclasses in areas such as you know, Rectech or, or you know, more focused on some of the uh, you know, latest technologies such as blockchain or AI and their applications in financial services. And then the second business unit is uh, FinTech uh, strategic Advisory. So we are helping, mostly again, traditional uh, financial institutions, you know, banks, asset managers, insurance companies, uh, to create their FinTech strategy um, when it comes to partnering and or investing into FinTech. Um, so uh, we provide you know, fintech scouting. Uh, we also help to develop fintech ecosystems, especially uh, in, in areas such as Africa and, and Middle East, uh, you know, working with some of the leading banks and, and local regulators. So that that's sort of in, in very natural. Probably uh, last but not least, um, we we are publishing. Um, best-selling fintech books um, in a sort of very novel way that we crowdsource all of the articles. Um, so we have published so far the fintech book, uh, which is um, being the market for more than 100 countries, uh, the wealth tech book, uh, and we will be launching next year, early next year, uh, three new books, and that's paytech, uh, AI and financial services, and legal tech book, so that keeps us uh, pretty busy as well
1: it sounds like there's a lot going on uncertainty progressed a lot from the initial angel investing
0: yes indeed uh, we see you know as, as really natural evolution yeah. as you know we're, we're building a, a network on one side uh, we're daily you know meeting founders um, of you know startups or scale ups um, in many cases b2b fintech companies, companies um, but then obviously part of our network are financial institutions, which are seeking you know, to partner with those fintechs. So, so we are in, in the middle of the ecosystem, so it was just natural to us to add those, you know, educational and then advisory services on top, which that, that was what our customers were sort of asking for.
1: Sure, that makes sense. In terms of trends, what would you see as the biggest mm-hmm. trends in fintech at the moment? And I know that's a really broad question, so
0: it is. Yeah, I will maybe fall back so to, to my expertise and my background, which is mostly you know, technology, digital, and, and retail SME banking. I think when it comes to you know really revolutionising uh, the way how uh, you know the new digital banks such as Tide onboard uh, SMEs, the customer journeys. Uh, around, you know, providing loans such as Oak North, another very successful fintech. That's, that has changed a lot uh, over the past years and has really, I would say, tremendously changed the way how, how SMEs bank. And, and we are seeing that, you know, the uh, big incumbents are following with HSBC and, and RBS launching their, their digital SME banks. Um, so, so that, that's that's for SME banking. Um, obviously you're seeing um, when it comes to open banking uh, in the UK um, so a big wave of, of new solutions um, and, and many sort of new use cases. Um, so we're seeing on one side new entrants uh, I think telco companies, utility companies, retailers uh, looking into this space as open banking is enabling them to Basically aggregate, consolidate um, transactional banking data and gain insights into uh, customer behavior. But also on the on the payment side, um, what open banking is really promising is this, you know, seamless, seamless and very secure uh, journeys. Um, and, and that, that I think it's almost like giving new breath to I think the traditional personal finance propositions such as sealed and Nema. But also, you know, many new new solutions. Uh, And obviously, again, the incumbents uh, following uh, quickly with adding those features. Um, There's still some some challenges. uh, I'd say around the uh, user experience, for example, users need to re uh, reauthorize their consent uh, when they aggregate their their accounts in the app every ninety days. Um, there seem to be on the horizon some new new solutions, hopefully, smoothing uh, sort of the, uh, the, the journey. Um, so, so many new uh, use cases in there. Uh, when it comes to credit assessment, um, re- lowering lowering the fees. When it comes to payments, especially you know, paying like deposits. Um, then, then I would say the the entry of tech giants. Um, into the sort of banking space. Obviously, Amazon providing, you know, SME loans uh, to its, its resellers on their marketplace. Um, then all the Chinese players, you know, like Alipay entering in Europe, uh, trying to get their share of, of the market. Um, and then I would say on the more process side, we're seeing definitely... Um, much higher interest in automation, uh, especially when it comes to regulatory. So all the RAC tech and legal tech, uh, you know, solutions being now explored in some cases, or they also implemented. And so some of the you know. B to C fintech, digital banks, are using using these solutions to manage really the complexity um, as they operate in you know uh, various uh, jurisdictions with different uh, you know legal legal systems uh, and, and regulations. So so this would be sort of the areas we're we are looking looking at. We are seeing um, as sort of in, in those parts of fintech. Uh,
1: where where we are obviously very active, yeah, and we see similar in terms of companies in the fintech space starting off with a product that solves a particular need, hmm. and looking to build on that and expand wallet share through other products. So, like if, even if you look at a large company like Stripe, uh, moving into hmm. the lending space or if you look at some of the reg tech company here would have started in purely regulatory reporting, moving into that kind of market risk space within funds.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You see that expansion of wallet share once they're in seems to be important and, and a big trend at the minute. Yes, yes, that's
0: that's true. And I think it's just, again, natural evolution um, of, of these companies scaling, um, whether it's B2B fintechs or you know, B2C uh, fintechs. Well, you know, you, you think about that. So their model um, in many cases, they are not coming up with you know revolutionary new new products it 's rather the customer journey which is changing, and mm-hmm. that 's where I think you know the traditional banking especially is is still catching up um, mm-hmm. you know when we have these conversations with banks you know many times we're in disagreement whether um, you know is is the product or, or the journey which needs to change and many times you know they argue it's not the journey, yet yet the market shows it's a, in fact a lot about the journey. So there's there's still I think a c- certain gap between uh you know some of these traditional banking players uh moving towards customer centric uh where you know I think FinTechs by definition, they they, they started uh, with this very much you know, customer centric approach, mm-hmm. which brought them you know, all, all the users. Know, many of the fintechs are very successful when it comes to or when the users. I think I think the challenge in some cases is really how then how to make the, the business model work, how to uh, make money. And I think that's that's the next stage where we'll see some consolidation in the space.
1: Uh, and I guess. Um on the fintech side particularly around banking and they're not constrained by legacy systems in terms of technology and everything else it's a clean slate they can really think about the customer today as opposed to how it was before you know so there's opportunity there and i wonder do you see much opportunity for fintechs offering kind of white label solutions to traditional banks
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we when it comes to our angel network, most of the companies actually are B two B offering, you know, the white label solutions, Um, and and probably you know this is a topic which is being often discussed in all the conferences. uh, So I don't want to go into too many details, but it was around three or four years ago, I think, when um, you know, and the banking uh, industry realized that fintechs, uh, you know, are less of a threat and more of a potential partner and, and started to really collaborate on, on, on a wide scale. I think there's been enough, enough written uh, about this, um, certainly many podcasts on, on this topic. Mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe just to mention that we still believe there is a huge opportunity in basically banks positioning themselves as the fintech bank yeah. and, and really you know, uh, work increasingly as a marketplace. Um, you know with open api uh, approach, um, and you know there, there are also some other areas uh, where you know I think banks can position themselves uh, in, for example the investment banking you know advising on the uh, m a transactions uh, as we see you know increasing these consolidations we, we don't don 't see really much happening there, so I still believe there is uh, there, there is a lot to do um, if you maybe just start thinking about how these banks onboard board fintechs, um, procurement processes are you know, still still a big challenge in, in many cases. Um, but I think on a strategy level, definitely the, the structure for, for banks is there to, to work with fintechs. Um, but I still still argue that figuring out what's the best way uh, how to partner with them and, and streamlining the, their processes internally, which is probably just natural because they... They're, they're not used to work with you know uh, companies that have you know hundred employees and, and very agile way, way of working. So so it really takes them some, some effort and some time for them to align. What challenges are facing fintech? Again, I would probably uh, split them into the B two B wide level uh, fintech solution providers and B two C. So I think on B two B side. It's mostly long sales cycles, and, and it's, uh, I would say, um, also dependent on the way, as, as mentioned before, how, how banks, uh, you know, partner and, and communicate, deal with, this, with these providers. Um, so that's that's obviously a challenge to um, the ability of, of a fintech B2B company to scale. Um, and I would say uh, on the B2C side, uh, in some cases, in some markets like the RoboAdvisor I think, yeah, is the cost of acquisition of new new customers, uh, where you know this this cost is quite high as opposed to our uh, sorry average revenue per user. Um, and I would say, in, in general, for those hypergrowth companies, um, um, they are facing just these challenges. Any other you know hypergrowth startup. Uh, so it's really scaling, it's, it's, it's hiring uh, the right people, uh, making them work together. Uh, and then, I would say, leadership development. Uh, I hear this, this interesting part because I hear this not only from fintechs, but also from, from traditional banking players. Um, really, they, they have, I would say, um, Quite an easy job identifying those, I would say, high potential uh, people with you know uh, high tech skills, um, whether it's you know functional uh, knowledge or pure tech knowledge or combination of both. Uh, But then to make them into um, real leaders and and successful people managers, um, that that takes quite a lot of effort um, on on both sides. I think this is this is obviously a challenge uh, to, to pretty much everybody. Um, so maybe what's interesting as as an insight uh, when we talk you know to this large you know like digital banks, hyper uh, growth fintech players. Uh, surprisingly, uh, one issue they're facing is basically the traditional banking knowledge, uh, things like you know risk management. Where you know people coming from from the tech uh, background, many cases uh, they don't have you know these traditional banking skills or not at the level you know um, somebody at a incumbent bank would have. So so it's interesting how you know the fintech almost needs to learn from from traditional banks and, and vice versa. Um, so yeah, that, that, that sort of on 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 higher level perhaps to to add two more, and that's regulatory challenges. Uh, obviously, again, for the B two C fintechs as they are expanding into new jurisdictions, uh, and it's you know increasingly challenging to manage all the licenses and, and, and you know and the uh, relationships with the regulators. Um, um, and also, then for for all of them, actually, um, mostly for the startups, for the starting fintechs, is securing seed capital, and that's you know where where we play a role. Uh, to see some some other players and some other angel networks and, and incubators on, on the market. But uh, I would say there's still a big potential and, and more capital uh, needed to, to support those those early
1: startups. Yeah. On the funding side in particular, it's always been an issue here, but we see there being more kind of interest, I suppose, in, in the fintech space and funding is slowly starting to, to ramp up off the back of that. In terms of the knowledge gap, I suppose, that you talked about from a risk perspective in particular and areas, and I suppose that deep subject matter expertise, we tend to see fintechs hiring on the technology side first, building out platforms, and then looking to hire people from financial services with knowledge or risk knowledge or whatever it is. Yes. What advice would you give to someone coming from you know, a, a traditional bank into a fintech?
0: yeah I would say you know just just in general uh listen to Fintech podcasts maybe read our books uh just you know get up to speed with with the trends whatever is, is happening um but then it's it's i think it's really about the experience um you know um so it's always more valuable to uh work in that environment and have that working experience maybe in some kind of pilot project um Maybe trying, trying out, you know, being involved in some fintech partnership. In, you know, uh, if they're working in traditional banking, so trying to get a taste of how is it to partner with with those fintechs and um, uh, you know how how they work and think. Um, but I, I don't think there's uh, sort of a of zero ballot, uh for you know sort of being being successful and transferring from traditional banking to to fintech. Maybe just one observation. Um, what we are seeing is that there is quite a lot uh, being discussed of industry. This notion of you know, sort of anybody wants to go into fintech needs to learn coding. I don't necessarily uh, think so. I think it's mostly understanding what are the applications of new technologies. And what are you know different mod- business models uh, fintech is deploying? Um, obviously, you know it doesn't hurt if people learn you know the, the how to code. Um, but uh, I don't think it's you know it's a must or or, or necessity um, as opposed maybe to some some others arguing and it's it's, it's, you know, it's important or, or
1: a must. Yeah. And maybe if I could throw another one in, you know mindset seems to be important, where mm-hmm. an established large financial services firm that can be slow to move and innovate you're now moving into something mm-hmm. a lot more dynamic and nimble, and as you said earlier, customer focused having that kind of growth mindset being dynamic, being able to respond quickly is is an important mindset.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. I would, I would say this, just in general, um, the difference between uh, large corporate uh, startup, um, so fintech startups, as any startups, are um, more agile in the way they go around developing new products, releasing new features. And also the difference is that many of the fintechs are not regulated the same way as the banks are. So. So the, the legal, regulatory and, and risk management plight in, in those processes can, it's you know it's much more significant and that that's slowing them down. So so there, there, I think there is also a reason, you know, why why, why there are some of these, these differences. Um nevertheless, uh, I think I think it's it's also important for, for those traditional players to, to learn from fintech and to be more agile and, and well, shorten those time to markets um, and, and you know I think probably uh, see, see some of these you know fintech influencers uh, you know people like red King and Chris Kinner really arguing that traditional banking is moving into actually becoming fintech so in the future we won't have banking but we'll have only fintech and uh, um, I tend to agree with that statement It's really um, the the changing expectations from the customer, Um, not only banking, but generally tech, the experiences we have when we shop at Amazon or when we use Google uh, Mm -hmm. services, the changing of the expectations of of users, and I think that's also also driving um, all the traditional players um, to to change and, and innovate. Great, thank you very much for that. If our listeners would like to find out more about Fintech Circle, how can they do that? So it's uh, www.fintechcircle.com. Um, so we're very much active on, on all the you know, social media, so, so LinkedIn and also Twitter, so at Fintech Circle. And yeah, we'll be also basically coming up with a new Fintech Trends Report in, in January, so so stay tuned to find out more about are the, the newest fintech trends great thank you so much for your time and and for all that insight thank you very much it was lovely to have you thanks William. thank you for having me thanks for joining us today on your pursuit of happiness the podcast for people working in the irish fintech and financial services industry for show notes and other goodies
1: go to www.toptierrecruitment.com forward slash podcast that's toptierrecruitment.com forward slash podcast Remember to subscribe and feel free
0: to rate and review the show. We appreciate your support. See you next time.